0: It's time to enter the Nerd Zone. The bottom line is big dust. If you got the butterflies, don't feel bad. You got to wrestle the world check-in. And in New Orleans, tonight, the joint's going to be packed and I don't do no job in front of 70,000 people I walk down that aisle and I take care of it who is only slick richard and then one more public announcement after I beat up Dusty Rhodes I'm going to ease across the street to the High Regency and drinks all the champagne Anything
1: you want is on the world check. It's a true fact. And then Ric Flair come out here knocking my public. He come out here and he be talking about the way people look, the way they are. And he's over here and he's said, well, Ric Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the dens of lines. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. Because I'm not a put inside either. You know what I'm talking about? When you knock them, you're knocking me. And let me tell you something, Daddy. I can buy and sell you, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, Hulk Hogan, I remember way back when, when the mega powers were bonded, yeah. You made a lot of promises to the macho man, didn't you? Promises that you didn't keep.
0: I remember one specific one, yeah. You promised that Elizabeth would never be in a dangerous position. You... Broke that promise, didn't you,
1: Hulk Hogan? And who had to come in and make that critical save? The
0: Macho Man, Randy Savage, covering Burl Hogan again. Even though I knew exactly how you felt about me, Macho Man, at this point, I was letting everything slide, brother. I was just hoping that that cancer that was tearing you apart might go into remission,
1: that everything would straighten itself out. But when I saw Akeem and the big boss man coming down on you, there was no way I was going to let the boss man brutalize you with a stick like he did to me. And as far as our manager goes, Elizabeth, there was no way I was going to let her get in the danger zone. That's why I was there, brother, right when you needed me. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to Enter the Nerd Zone. This is Jay. This is Pete. And Pete, how you doing today? Brother. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So we are going to continue our uh, our little rivalry segment here. And it's funny because we're going to talk about some rivalries and compare and see oh. which rivalry was better than the other. are
1: going to compare rivalries to rivalries. I can't it's, even say that. I'm so bad I can't even say that word. You know, it's like <laughs> those words. Some of those words you just can't say. Rivalry. I have to say it real slow. I could say it that way, but if I try saying it fast, it ain't happening. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Anyway, yeah, we're going to look at uh, a couple of rivalries and then see, really just kind of see which one was better. So, you know, I kind of think wrestling is really a hotbed for rivalries because if if you kind of do a Google search of like wrestling rivalries, oh my God, it's like 90 pages long. There's just so many of them.
1: Which ones are legit, though? I mean, there's there, everybody's a rival, but is there? I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking about now. Like, I can't even think of a rivalry in wrestling that's topping the 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 few that we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when I when I kind of took a look at like, oh, what are some famous wrestling rivalries? I mean, a lot of them I knew, and there were a lot of them, and they were pretty legit. But I think if we're really going to kind of compare, uh, wrestling rivalries i mean we got to go with like some of the best like some of the best like wrestlers who had probably some of the probably some of the best and, and that's the hard thing is is when i look at some top 10 lists uh you know both of these rivalries did show up on them but there are some that scored higher and i mean yeah they were pretty good but i think i got a good one okay go ahead ST jones versus iron mike sharp Oh yeah, that's just a classic. I mean, English, <laughs> absolutely, the the whole one time they faced off against each Let's other. Get,
1: <laughs> before we get into these rivalries, isn't it like those were like some of the best matches though, because they were really bad, but they were great to watch.
0: <laughs> well, they were great because they were such a surprise. Because those guys were jobbers, like you would always see them matched up against a superstar, and you knew the outcome. But when you had like an SD Jones against an iron Mike Sharp. It was like, oh, oh wow, like this is real legit. Like who, who's gonna win this? We really like, don't know who's gonna
1: win. It's crazy.
0: We yeah, really don't know <laughs> who's gonna win. So yeah, those were those were back in the day, those were some of the good matches. Are but, they
1: both gonna lose? Going yeah,
0: double count out. <laughs> they gotta knock each other out. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh these two rivalries that we're gonna compare, I mean are probably the four men in them are probably some of the four greatest names in professional wrestling. Uh, so the two revelers we're going to look at is on the kind of the old NWA, WCW side is Ric Flair against Dusty Rhodes and on the WWF side, because they were in the WWF back then. Yeah. I mean, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, I mean, I, I think these are probably some of the, Two of the two of the most legendary rival rivalries out there Thank you. I th- <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah I think they are I mean I so I was I was thinking about this before we got on the call and I was you know in the shower um do you think I know I know these are great rivalries and we're gonna talk about how who's you know which one's great do you think that um the rivalries are based on um, which one's better is based on the location because don't you think like the Dusty Rose Flair is kind of like a Southern States type of rivalry versus like right. the WW, uh, WWF. Yeah, WWF, Hogan, and Macho Man are kind of like the Northeast and kind of West. I yeah, think?
0: yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, the Hogan-Savage one is probably more well-known because around that time this rivalry was coming out, was really when the WWF was kind of becoming the big sort of overall, you know, national, you know, the, like they went national pretty much where before they were like the Northeast region and, uh, you know, the NWA was more of like the Southern region. And but the thing, too, is also at that time is uh, especially with uh, forget the name of the I think the, the program was just called World Championship Wrestling. Saturday's on the Superstation um yeah. it was really starting to spread like like the old NWA where they were really starting to spread their influence but the thing is is if you look at that rivalry of of Flair and Dusty I mean that one goes back like well before they really started to get kind of a national spotlight I think
1: well, let's start with that one then I mean sure when did that one really like kind of like birth
0: see that's that's kind of the hard thing because there was no real because you know, that's the thing is I think when we look at these two rivalries, you know, one of them really kind of has a definitive sort of like start and, and finish and
1: start again and finish. Start again and <laughs> finish
0: again. Where it just kind of seemed with with Flair and, and Dusty Roads, that just kind of seemed to be an ongoing feud. Because if you really look at it, you had Ric Flair, head of the four horsemen, you know. Jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun, you know, the 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 obnoxious rich guy basically. And Dusty Rhodes, who would come out and be like, I'm the son of a plumber, I'm just some fat guy, and you know, I'm 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 a average guy like the rest of you out there. So it was sort of like, you know, slobs versus snobs kind of a thing. Like it's just it was just like a natural rivalry.
1: Yeah, I mean look at that's funny that you say that, like the look at the wrestlers now versus then. I mean, Ric Flair was always I mean, he's he's not like off but if you look mm-hmm. at the four horsemen as a whole like the original four horsemen um none of them were like stud muffins you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs>
1: i mean i if you think about it sting was probably like the most best looking or like one of those muscle guys uh coming into like wcw in those
0: days yeah like a like a sting and alex luger like they yeah. were kind of the exceptions where over in the wwf i mean That was kind of the norm, like guys like that were kind of the norm where that's the thing is, 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 you know, the NWA, they were just kind of like, they kind of look like these guys kind of like, if you look like an Art Anderson, a Tully Blanchard, even a Ric Flair, they don't really look that much different than most of the guys you run into on the street. I mean, they might be a little bit bigger, but I mean, they were kind of just regular looking guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, but so you know, you think about Dusty Dusty Rhodes in this, and maybe it's just me in this time, now two thousand twenty. Um, not that anybody's wrestling, but they are. He would not be a wrestler, I don't think. You know, I mean, I, you wouldn't see him. Where you know, then, I guess you know, Dusty Rhodes definitely had the the mouth. Maybe yes. not the body, but the mouth. Yes. And that's one of the things that there was always a good rival with Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes because they could talk to each other, and you know they could sit in the ring and yap at each other for like an hour, and it was actually interesting to watch versus now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think is you know with Dusty Rhodes because I think people would look at him and say like, oh God, there's no way, you know, in today's today's wrestling climate that there's no way this guy's going to be a wrestler. Uh, I think back then. He had a lot of showmanship. I mean, he might not have been that great in the ring, but he made up for it with kind of the antics that he did. Um, you know, he had the... He had the... One of his famous moves was the bionic elbow, which was basically just cracking the guy in the head with an elbow. Yeah. But if you think about it, he put a little, like, panache on it where he'd kind of, like, spin his hands around, do, like, a little little dance kind of thing, almost kind of like, you know, uh, like the Rock's, you know, the People's Elbow, which is an elbow drop, but... Mm-hmm. You know he he hypes it up with with you know his antics and his actions and it's like yeah it it becomes kind of a cool move and I think that's why Dusty was was popular back then is like you said like he was great on the mic and he had a lot of showmanship I think
1: yeah you know, I think he was like the the um, I hate to, like this I don't want to say stereotype but you know the 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 thought of what you know a lot of the people that are watching this wrestling would look like like fat guys, whatever, you know, watching wrestling, you
0: know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was kind of like, if you see some of his, you know, interviews and things like that, that was kind of his big thing is he's like, he's saying is like, I- I'm just like you guys, but I got a lucky break. Like he almost is, is like, you know, I'm so thankful to be here. You know, I-, I really shouldn't like, I'm I'm the big fat guy, you know, I'm nobody, you know, my dad was a plumber. I really didn't do much of anything, but you know, here I am. I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky. And then you have a Ric Flair who's like, you know, I got millions of dollars and I got lots of women and cars and planes and this and that. I mean, to me, that's, that's just a perfect rivalry right there.
1: Yeah. And I think the one thing with a good rivalry and it's happening more in this one, more often than not, Dusty Rhodes end up losing most of his matches to mm-hmm. Ric Flair. And, and
0: the, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry no, about that. Your... Yeah. No. And, uh, you know, the crazy thing is, is at that time, Dusty Rhodes was, you know, one of the bookers. And, you know, for those who don't know what the booker is, I mean, the booker is the guy that pretty much is like, okay, you know, here's here's the car tonight.
1: He's the guy uh, that hung out with Stevie Ray, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Booker laughs> <D. laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the the Booker's basically the guy that is like, look, this is how the card's going to go down tonight. You know, this is who's going to win. This is who's going to lose. You know, this is how you generate heat. One of the famous, um, one of the kind of famous high points of, of this rivalry was, um, you know, when, whenever you would watch world championship wrestling, you know, it always took place in that little studio and, and, and people would just come out, they would do their interviews, they would wrestle. There would be some run-ins, this and that, but every once in a while they would go to segments, and I'll never forget. It's like uh, I think the whole four, all 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 the four horsemen came out. JJ Dillon was there, and he was doing all the talking, and he's basically we got to. He's like, you know, he's telling the commentators like, we got this great tape for you, and basically what it was, it was like, you know, if you're watching, it's sort of like okay, the four horsemen hired a camera crew to follow them, and they basically attacked like outside like this wasn't in a studio like it was broad daylight like at a gas station or something and they jumped dusty roads and that was dusty Rhodes' idea he was like this is really going to get a lot of heat for us you know this is really going to help sell our, our, our rivalry where basically these four guys followed by a camera crew come out and and beat them up in the parking lot basically
1: yeah i i, I remember seeing that and again the one thing with those the one thing with uh, WCW at the time, like you said, is in that studio. So it was, I, I just had like a, a a homey feel to it. Does that make sense? Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
1: and I think that it made the rivalry even stronger. Um, like their matches were incredible. They'd go 35, 40 minutes. Um, you know, their, their matches are legendary, I think. And, you know, the starcades. The, the stampedes that they've had, the Great Stamp, the Great American Stampede—is that what it's called?
0: That's oh, uh, Great American Bash. Uh, well, there's the Great American Bash, and then they they also had, yeah, they did have like a stampede or something like that. There, there was like one of their other kind of big pay per views was like the, the stamp like wrestling stampede or, or or something similar to that. Yeah.
1: And the one thing about the rivalry now, when you when you're rivaling Ric Flair in those days, it was with the Four Horsemen. Mm -hmm. um air quotes no one can see him so Mm -hmm. and even when they're there he was having you know a storyline with sting dusty rose is always involved and magnum ta were always involved you know that's what made it that great because it it went on for years it wasn't like it was like okay six months let's stop it was you know there was kind of a hiatus but not really because rick would fight sting lex luger something would happen with the four horsemen um, but still Dusty Rhodes is coming back involved in the in the matches.
0: Yeah, because if he wasn't going after Flair, if like Luger was going after Flair or Magnum TA was going after Flair, then you know, because one of the things we knew about the four horsemen is is all four of these guys had a belt like at some time. So if Dusty's not going after Flair for the world title, he would be going after like Tully Blanchard. Uh, for like, I think he had the national heavyweight title. Uh, Arn Anderson had the TV title. Um, so, you know, one of one of one of the guys kind of in Dusty Stable could go after Flair, but Dusty's always going to be involved because, like you said, it's not a one-on-one rivalry. It's almost sort of like the Four Horsemen against like like the Dusty Rhodes Gang, or you know, whatever Dusty's you want to call that. Fr-
1: Dusty and Friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, Absolutely. I remember, you know, Dusty with Nikita Koloff, they were the, mm-hmm. what were they They're called? They were the world, not the world powers. They were like they the superpowers. Some, some, yeah, superpowers. And they were fighting Tully Brancher and Arn Anderson. And, of course, Ric Flair, how to get involved. Um, but, yeah, this rivalry, I mean, this is back in the late 70s, really started. Somewhere yeah. range.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it started with the first starcade, because I think the first starcade was Flair against Harley Race, who was like a ten time NWA champion. But I think like in the second or third Starcade, that like Flair and Dusty had a, a huge match. I think Joe Frazier was the uh special guest referee. But I mean, this this rivalry, I think, like I said, I think like I said, if you look at it, it's The rich snobby guy against, you know, your average Joe. And, you know, you would think most fans would pull for Dusty because it's like, quote unquote, he's one of them. But I mean, the four horsemen and Ric Flair had a pretty popular like they had a pretty good fight. Like they were the villains you loved to hate. And I think I think that's why I think that's why this rivalry was really, really so good.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, And, you know, they had uh, the one match I do remember them having. I think it was, I don't remember what it was, but it was there. It was Dusty Rhodes, obviously, versus Ric Flair for the uh, NWA title in a steel cage. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if you remember. I'm trying to think what year that was. Oh, 1986. That's what it was. Okay. Oops. I have it playing in the background. Um, (laughs) Sorry. That's Uh, okay. 1986, it was, like, one of the best matches i watched, you know, at the time. Because... You know, eighty six. There was, you know, it wasn't a uh, pay per view every every week. It was, you know, once exactly. a month, or even maybe even less than that. It was maybe four or five times a year. Um, but you know, I always loved to steal cage matches. So
0: yeah, because yeah. they were they were rare treats back then. Like you didn't yeah. see this all the time.
1: I, you know, I used to play this game. I used to have it when I was a kid. Um, it was a card game, kind of like you know, Stratomatic Baseball. Sure. They I have a wrestling version of that, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And my friend and I would play it all the time. And I, we always used to have, like, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes battling each other. The good thing about that game was, you know, back then, you know, you never would. 1986-87, you, you're watching wrestling, Jay. You're a big wrestling fan. Yes. Did you ever think that Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan would be wrestling each other?
0: I mean, that was, I think, you know, for, for real, I don't want to say real wrestling fans, but for fans that had access to both WWF and and the NWA, I mean, that was the dream. That was the dream matchup. You know, Flair is clearly the number one guy in the NWA. I mean, they're both world champions. I mean, that, that is the matchup. And I mean, I honestly thought there's absolutely no way this is going to happen. They're two different organizations, you know, it's like, you know it's like i mean i don't think we even had interleague play back and it's like right. you know you know unless unless both the mets and yankees go to the world series they're just never going to play each other but yeah now i know hogan
1: was in the florida league awa wasn't he in the awa at some point in time
0: with yeah. Classy, no with
1: the Wizard or something like that
0: yeah yeah he was yeah
1: but uh so you i mean not until later on you got to see that which you know I know it's on lists that they're a rival, but I think their rivalry is more not in the ring versus in the ring and not not in the ring, not in the ring out of the ring, I should say.
0: Yeah, because I think also, too, I think, you know, that that in ring rivalry took so long to develop. It's like really by the time Flair came to the WWF, Hogan was pretty much on his way out. And I think Flair's first time in the WWF really didn't last that long. It wasn't really until both of them were in WCW. And by then. They are both 85
1: years old.
0: Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Um,
1: I'll tell you. um, You know, I think about those matches with Flair and Dusty. And I get sad because I remember watching. It was 1993, 94. They were both in the WWE or F at the time. And. They weren't wrestling each other, but do you remember Dusty Rhodes being in the Bumblebee outfit?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was not a good memory.
1: <laughs> no, so, but yeah, I mean, back in the day, in the, in the, I think in the South, that was probably the greatest, the best, one of the best rivalries that they could put out there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is, is you know when we actually are going to start to compare these two rivalries and we're going to discuss, you know, the other one here in a minute. I mean, I think if, if you look at, you know, forget when there was all this crossing over, you know, when you look at like the WWF, like, Hey, what's the top rivalry in the WWF? The one we're going to talk about, you know, Hogan Savage. I don't know if, I mean, it's definitely like a top five, a top three, but is it like the most memorable rivalry where, I think in the old NWA WCW, I mean this is just this is just like this is like the best rivalry that they really put out there before all this back and forth and and people jumping like from one federation to the other.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I think with you know, for for Flair and Dusty, it was unlike the Hogan and Macho Man, which we're gonna talk about next, it involved a lot more. So when we go to talk about Hogan and Macho Man now, you know their rivalry was versus each other and I think WWE F G, whatever. <laughs> at the time, their rivalries and I think Hogan and Macho Man's last hit the longest and it continued over years but with a bunch of hiatuses, it was yeah. Hogan versus it was kind of like watching a TV show. It was the the flavor of the of the week, the the villain of the week. Mm-hmm. Um until Macho Man came in you know hogan was wrestling a b c d every four months uh you know big john yeah. stud was one time and then king kong monday for three months exactly. then they brought in macho man who at the time i don't know where he came from i know he was in was he in the was he in the AWA too i don't remember but i remember when he came into the league into wwe f g um mm-hmm. that he i mean he really that was like a big deal
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I even remember when he first joined, when he first joined the Federation and we didn't really know who he was just yet. I remember they kind of had that angle where he was coming out to wrestle and then all the managers, you know, you had classy Freddie Blassie, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, you know, the doctor of style slick, you know, all these guys, they would all come to, like, Mr. Fuji, they all come ringside sort of like, you know, Hey, you know, we want to be your manager sort of a thing. Like yeah, he was like, right, exactly. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, it's like, he's like, uh, you know, Tom Brady in his senior year, you know, it's <laughs> like, they're all coming. Like they want to draft this guy. And of course he chooses his manager, which was his, you know, then wife, you know, miss Elizabeth. But yeah, I mean, he really, Because he was just he was he was such a unique character. He he really really was. Um, I mean, again, you know, for me personally, you know, in my he's he's in my top three. If not, you know, I mean, I think it's almost like you're going to ask me like, hey, who are the greatest wrestlers out there? It's like one a Ric Flair, one b Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, I just think he was that good.
1: Now was you know was he more so like with Hogan with Flair and Dusty? It was. More technical stuff now, Dusty Rhodes. When he'd face, like you know, Iron Mike Sharp, he'd drop in, He one of his, you know, his elbow hand elbow thing, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The guy would fall down and pin him, and then when he faces Ric Flair, that does nothing to him. But as a big man, he was still technical, where Macho Man and Hogan were more like fisticuffs
0: yeah i think so yeah i mean especially you know if you were gonna if you were gonna look at those two hogan and and savage i mean savage is probably the better you know in-ring wrestling guy you know he's a technical wrestler yeah and hogan definitely had his limitations um i mean i think he could pose
1: really well and drop a leg drop that's
0: pretty much (laughs) his his skill but see but there you go see that's the thing is is like i said if you look at like If you look at, you know, the rock who had the people's elbow, which is just, I'm dropping my elbow on you. He did it with such flash, you know, people bought it.
1: Exactly. He ran across the ring and then he dropped it. So it hurts more.
0: (laughs) Right. But, you know, I mean, that's the thing is I think people acknowledge like, well, it's just an elbow drop, but, you know, it's coming from The rock with, you know, his whole personality behind it. You know, Dusty Rhodes does a bionic elbow. It's the same thing. It's like, well, he's just whapping him on the head with an elbow. Anybody does that, but. He does it with his Dusty roads, you know, but he puts his little spin on it. Hogan drops the leg. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's really nothing to it. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, these guys were were rivals because Savage was coming up. He was the intercontinental champ. He was becoming popular. He was becoming so popular that even though he was a quote unquote bad guy, People were cheering this guy. People loved him, even though he was supposed to be getting booze. He was starting to get cheers. So I guess Vince McMahon's like, we got to do something about this. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that him and Ric Flair are probably the first two to have be the bad guys or villains or whatever it is, the heels, Mm
0: -hmm. to be
1: like getting cheers and jeers, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's just, you know, and I think, I think, you know, the, the, the appeal with flair was, you know, he was that rich, obnoxious guy that you, you just love to hate, but secretly it was like, secretly it was like, Oh, I would love that lifestyle, you know, exactly. with, the, with the cars and the, in the limousines and the the jets and the women, like, I'd love that. But I would just love to see somebody like just smack that smirk off his face <laughs> where Savage was kind of like he was a, a a bad guy, but he was kind of cool. He had like an edge to him almost that, you know, it was kind of like where, where flair was kind of like the guy I think you love to hate. And that's kind of maybe why you secretly liked him. Uh-huh. Savage was, was kind of like, he was like kind of maybe the first anti-hero kind of wrestler that
1: he's, he's, bad, not really, um...
0: he's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I just like him.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I think that's it. What... you know, cause he first I, I guess I don't know when I was him and Hogan were like battling between uh I guess it was between Wrestlemania 2 and 3 there I mean they were rivalry right and then Hogan and Macho Man became friendly in that Wrestlemania 4 that famous Wrestlemania 4 match against Ted DiBiase when Hogan hits him with a chair and Macho mm-hmm. Man wins the belt and that's when the the mega powers appear, which like, like the Ric Flair and Dusty Roadside, you barely ever saw the two of them together as quote unquote
0: friends. friends.
1: Yeah. You know, so, where,
0: yeah, because yeah, it actually I mean, it that, started, it, it actually started like in when they used to have those Saturday night main events where uh, I think it was, I think it was Savage against DiBiase. And Savage had, you know, of course, his bodyguard, vir- body, bleh, bodyguard Virgil, and hey uh, Andre the Giant with him, and they start double teaming, triple teaming Savage, and and Miss Elizabeth famously ran to the back and she pulled Hogan out front. And what I loved about that one is I remember is like she's pulling him by the hand, like pleading, like please come. And he's kind of acting like, what well, is something going on? Is there like wrestling? T-? Like he's looking around, like what's going on? I don't get it. And then he saw, you know, these three villains. You know, pretty much attacking Savage, and it's sort of like, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of a thing. And he ran in there, and then, yeah, WrestleMania 4 happened. Yeah.
1: That's when the Mega Powers and they were good friends. They were buddies. That was like two years. And then uh, um, again, it's, you know, over Miss Elizabeth, uh, they become enemies again. Now, I think Hogan held the tight. Hogan held his WWE title for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Macho Man never beat him, right?
0: No, because they did that uh, again on another Saturday night or Saturday night's main event uh, where he wrestled He wrestled Andre the Giant again. Uh, there was the famous, you know, fake referee, um, you know, the twins, the Hebner twins, you know. It was supposed to be one, but it was really the other, and he was supposed to be on the take. So he would. Everybody was stripped of the title, and WrestleMania Four had that tournament. That Savage won, but he never beat Hogan for the title. It's like he won it in a tournament.
1: Yeah, I mean that was that was the best WrestleMania ever, by the way, because um, I actually yeah, picked Savage to win, and I won. A, a, we had a friends pool, and I won. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was you know a great great wrestlemania now when i'll tell you when macho man turned good i didn't like it he i preferred him to be a bad guy
0: yeah like it, it kind of took the edge like you know going back to the first rivalry we talked about when we talked about the red sox and the yankees like you know you pointed out that once the red sox started winning world series it's sort of like you know eh, it's really not that fun to hate them anymore because they, they already kind of won the world series and it's yeah, when Savage became, like, a full-on good guy, it's sort of like, eh, he's really not that great anymore. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. And then, you know, he finally he turned around and he had, he had a lot of ups and downs in his career, too. With, you know, once things happened with the Miss Elizabeth and then he was like, Sherry, whatever his name Sherry, Scary Sherry, was that her name? Scary
0: Sherry, yeah, Sherry Martell, yeah. Martell,
1: yeah. yeah. But, so, did, you think that the flair... Dusty battle lasted longer than the Hogan macho man rivalry.
0: Yeah, because, you know, really with that one. So, you know, Savage wins the titles, they're buddies. They're the mega powers. Then they had a tag team match against, uh, oh God,
1: The,
0: the twin towers. That's right. And, uh, Savage got thrown out of the ring. He landed on miss Elizabeth. She got knocked out. Hogan, carries her to the back to revive her which again you know there's a match going on he leaves his partner there basically oh, uh, only. pretty much and then well, that,
1: was, that was mine himself and you know
0: the ladies <laughs> the ladies exactly <laughs> um you know and that's the thing is um i think it's like you know he 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 took her to the back he made sure she was okay he came back out Savage refused to tag him. Um, you know, he won the match pretty much on his own. Then backstage, you know, Savage is accusing him of like being inappropriate and there so they I think it was actually gonna be WrestleMania 5 was Hogan was gonna wrestle Savage for the title. And the big thing was like, Well, whose corner is Miss Elizabeth gonna be in? You know, is she gonna be in Savage's corner? Is she gonna be in, in Hogan's corner? And it was, you know, I mean, that's kind of the thing is. That was kind of the big rivalry. And then after that, it kind of fizzled out. And I think that's pretty much shortly after that. Hogan probably departed for uh, WCW.
1: Yeah, he, I remember he, he joined WCW in like 94. And I think Flair joined WWF in 93. And then after the whole mix, I think that's when they... Well, Flair came back over before the, the great buy out so to speak
0: i believe probably yeah yeah so, i mean i think i think if we look at these two rivalries i mean you know while they involve probably the four biggest names in professional wrestling or you know four of the biggest names in professional wrestling i i just think that flair and you know rick flair and dusty rose was probably the better rivalry because it went on much longer and you really got the feeling that There was just a general hatred between these two guys, even though behind the scenes, I mean, they were good friends.
1: Right, were like Hogan and Macho Man; they were good friends outside of Mm -hmm. you know the 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 arena. I saw I saw Hogan versus Macho Man in a steel cage match at the Meadowlands. Yes, that was great. That was that was an awesome match. I saw I, I saw Hogan in two fight two. Steel cage matches. I saw him against British Beefcake, too.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. His little also, brother. Quote yeah, pretty <laughs> much right. That was also uh, Meadowlands too. Yeah. Ah, the Meadowlands. The good used, old Meadowlands.
1: <laughs> I used to go to wrestling. My mom, I was so, like, I loved wrestling so much. Jay, I had pictures on my wall, in my bedroom. Um, I did have some ladies on my wall too. So just everybody relax. But hopefully, um,
0: ho- hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Martel.
1: Sherry uh, Martel, no. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Kathy Ireland. Uh, nope.
0: Not Tom, fair.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Kathy Ireland. You know those those lovely ladies. Um, Samantha Fox. Uh, okay, back to wrestling again. Um, so my mom would take me to these events, and the one I actually got to meet Hogan, he was in the stands, and wow. it was yeah, he Macho Man was the main event. I guess Hogan was taking a break and he was just like giving high fives and stuff. So I went down and, and saw him. But, um, yeah, I think, I, I think, you know, cause the difference, Flair and Ma, the, the same, the similar things with these guys. So it, it did last a long period of time. Um, Hogan and, and Machu man reunited their rivalry a few times you know, into the future and then back into WCW. But it was never really the same as it was in the height of, like, the 80s.
0: And and, and I think the difference is, is I think, you know, they would do that, like, um, when Hogan starts the NWO, you know, he's, he's going up against Savage until Savage joins the NWO. And then there's the split within. So it's sort of, it's like, their rivalry is sort of like, they enemies, now they're friends, and now they're enemies again, and now they're friends again. It's like back and forth, back and forth, where I honestly cannot think of a time in the ring where you would see, like, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes teaming up, like, you know, I, almost It might kind have of, been
1: once, it might have been once or twice, maybe. if that, if that.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, if that. I mean, they pretty much carry that rivalry with them, you know, until they... Retired and well, yeah. you know, like to it, retire.
1: <laughs> I now listen. I like the Macho Man and the Hogan uh, rivalry better. Okay, uh, it's it's probably it's really close, but I think I because that was more of my heyday. Sure, um, but I think you know the Flair Dusty Rhodes matches were more. I think they were not realistic. What's the word? Of like Hogan and Macho Man was kind of like a circus where these guys mm-hmm. were actually wrestling. Does that make sense? Like yeah. W- yeah. W- WCW seemed like a wrestling where, you know, WWE was kind of like entertainment, mm-hmm.
0: the freak mm-hmm. of the week,
1: the circus. You mm-hmm. know, when you have the boss man, you have Akeem, you got all these guys dressed in like stupid costumes <laughs> where you didn't really see that much. I mean, I guess the extreme was the road warriors, you know, in WCW.
0: Right, right.
1: Y- you know, and then obviously as writers change and stuff like that. Um, you start seeing some of the freaks in the WCW, but that's when it becomes more mainstream. Where, like I said, I think Ric Flair—it was kind of like a hometown uh, high two high school teams in the same district fighting each other and they hate each other—was Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Where WC where Macho Man and Hogan were all uh, right, two billionaires fighting each other, out,
0: you know. <gasps> Well well, I mean with the with the with the Flair Dusty Rhodes one, I would say like, yeah, it's two high school football teams going up against each other, but Ric Flair's like that prep school and Dusty Rhodes is like the high school from the other side of the tracks. So it's like yeah, it's like and I mean I think that's why, you know, for me, you know, the Flair Rhodes uh feud really kind of sticks with me is because it is <sighs> A bit more realistic. It's like I said. It's it's your obnoxious rich guy against you know your average Joe guy. It's almost sort of like much much later. I would consider this to be a good rivalry just because of kind of the d- dynamics behind it. But you know, Mr. McMahon against Stone Cold Steve Austin, where Mr. McMahon's that obnoxious rich guy. You know, he's the boss. You know, you're fired. You know that guy against the guy that drinks beer and kicks butt <laughs> you know right
1: exactly <laughs> now i mean so we have these two rivalries do you think um i was say i see i i i like the flair sting rivalry a little bit better than dusty mm-hmm. Rhodes, but i think dusty Rhodes and rick flair have a longer relationship type of thing yeah um yeah what do, do you think that brett michaels versus uh brett michaels Bret, yeah brett michaels are <laughs> is like a big deal
0: um <laughs> i know what Troy you're talking about <laughs> Shawn
1: michaels and bret hart do you think that's a, a is that up in that range
0: oh i i absolutely think it is i mean because one of the things about that rivalry is is i think i i really think those guys and and from you know books that i've read you know other people other people's bios that you know were around during that time i mean these guys hated each other you know, in because the ring, Bret, outside of the ring. They hated each other.
1: Because Bret Hart, Bret Hart was like, you know, he came from that family of wrestling. You
0: mm-hmm. know, he
1: was like that, you know. And I love Bret Hart. I think he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, where Shawn Michaels was like that, not the, not he's not stone cold drinking beer and stuff, but he was like the Ric Flair the party in and, mm-hmm. and all that. I think it's kind of got a similar flair, quote unquote, <laughs>
0: I see.
1: To it. (laughs) You know, versus Hogan and Macho Man, which was like just, it was six moves. They punched each other. Excuse me. You know, (laughs) um, Hogan wouldn't do anything else. I mean, Hogan only had to punch and drop leg drops. Yeah. Where, and do the, he had the, he had the, um, the knee drop. He did the knee drop pretty well. Where Macho Man was more technical. Yes. Um, But like I said, anyway. Where if you want to watch a real technical battle, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart are probably the best.
0: Yeah, and, and I think too, you know, there was never any sort of like like with the with the Hogan and Savage where, you know, they're bitter enemies and now they're on the same side. And now they're bitter like these two guys legitimately did not like each other. Uh, you have the famous Montreal screw job thrown in there. Um, and both these guys could wrestle. They were very entertaining inside the ring and then outside the ring. Shawn Michaels had that personality that, you know, you loved him or you hated him. And it really helped build that rivalry, I think.
1: He's one of my favorite wrestlers, by the way. I love the, uh, sweet chin music. Um, so I would think that if we're looking at a scale,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Macho Man and Hogan are on one side. Mm-hmm. Rick Flair and Dusty Rhodes are on another, and I, I added another one here. So, and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels are kind of in. No, I'm sorry, Bret Michaels, Bret Michaels, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart are in one end, and Dusty and Rick Flair are kind of in the middle.
0: Probably, um... like they're two
1: extremes, and then you have the other one where you know you have like the the clown. Sh- Show and then you have the real bitter hatred and then Dusty are kind of leaning towards the bitter hatred side, but they, but they're you know they're still good you know you know trying to say
0: yeah yeah they kind of they kind of mixed it you know where you you got an entertaining match in the ring, but also you got some great interviews and some great you know clips and things on the outside of the ring where you know hogan and savage it was all their personalities you know savage clearly was the better wrestler but he also had a phenomenal like which is one of the reasons why he's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers he could do it in the ring and he could do it on the microphone and hogan was just a massive personality i mean he couldn't do anything in the ring but he had such charisma it, it more than made up for it and then you have-
1: he, i cried when he lost the title is oh that- yeah you know, I was, I mean, I guess I was like 10 or 11 years old, 12 years old, um, <laughs> crying like a little bianch. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I was, because he was America's hero, you know, and I loved yeah. him on the A team and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, when he appeared on the A team, yeah.
1: You know, so, <laughs> but you're right. I think the, the thing with all of these wrestlers is they all had the mic power in, <sighs> in some form.
0: Maybe absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Bret Hart yeah.
1: not as much as the other the other five, but um, I think Ric Flair is probably number one on the mic.
0: That's I mean,
1: it's close. It's,
0: it's close. close. It's close. I mean, in uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially nowadays, you know, trying to fill the hours, I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch like old, you know, old interviews and old little vignettes, and I'll watch like a Ric Flair and a dusty roads. And I'll watch like the rock when he was really kind of at like the height of his, you know, mouthing off on the mic. Oh, rock, um,
1: was, awesome
0: on the mic, yeah. oh, rock was awesome. And savage too. And savage was just, Oh my God. Um, one yeah, that's of the our next thing- show
1: people The <laughs> Woo versus the Oh yeah. Okay. That's their <laughs> next rivalry.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty good rivalry <laughs> because, because one of the things is, is if you watch like Ric Flair, interviews from like and we're talking like classic like you know mid-80s stuff it's pretty much you know the guys bring him uh, here's the world champ Ric Flair and he just goes where if you watch the old WWF when they used to do those interviews it was always mean Gene Okerlund and he would you know talk about the upcoming cards in your area and he'd be like oh it's this guy against that guy and this and you know and uh, the hockey talk man's gonna be taking on this guy and he'll bring in Macho Man Randy Savage and one of the things is if you watch old excuse me, if you watch Old Macho Man uh, sort of promos, Mean Gene Okerlund would play off of him so well. Like, he would feed him lines. He would react to him perfectly. Like, they're almost like a comedy duo of those two sometimes.
1: <laughs> mean Gene, the greatest interviewer?
0: Hands down. Hands ha- down. Hands
1: down, right? I mean, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross. I mean, listen, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross are great together. Uh, yes, yes. On the, w- on the Superstation show. Uh, but hands down, I mean, Gene Okerlund was the greatest interviewer because like you said not only just with macho man but with like a bunch of them and I think he got pissed a few times because he had to like I'm just doing the interviews why like some of these wrestlers would come in and and he'd have to like you know pretty much cover for that
0: yes yeah he, he would
1: where like hogan would take the mic from him and start talking and macho man would do the same thing um yeah hands down I, I can't we can't even do a rivalry with that because there's no one that could win other than
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, 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 you know, and it's, it's off topic, but that's what we do. Yeah. Meet Skelton is-, is there. What's great about it is, is everybody acknowledged him, you know, Hogan comes out, he'd always be like, well, you know, mean gene. And he would just go off, you know? And, uh, when later on, when he jumped to WCW and Ric Flair was there, Ric Flair would do the, like the mean, gene. like he would extend it. I mean, he just, he was, he was part of it. He was part of it and he did it perfectly.
1: Iron Sheik did the best one. He was always calling them
0: mean, uh, Gene Mean. Gene, Gene mean? mean. Gene <laughs> Mean. <laughs> oh, oh, Iron Sheik had a bunch of them. I remember he was he was going off on a rant and he's like, I tell you Gene Mean. You know, he's like, he's listening off the wrestlers he hates and he hated the J V D, who I was like, Who's J V Oh J Y D, the junkyard dog? <laughs> perfect. Oh my gosh. Perfect, perfect, I like perfect. the junkyard
1: dog too. He, I liked him. He was a good wrestler.
0: He, he was. Always, he always got he snub,
1: was. snubbed. But uh, he was an upscale jobber, I think, J-Y-D. J- um, anyway, yes. sorry, off topic, as usual. Um, as you... So, okay, so you, th- we only have to talk about this. Ric Flair is a better Mike guy than Dusty, and Machu Man's better than Hogan, right?
0: <sighs> yeah. I mean, if, if we were going to look at those four, I would say it would probably go... For me, it would probably go Flair, Savage, Rhodes than Hogan, probably. Okay,
1: All right. I like. I I I'd switch Hogan and Dusty because.
0: Okay, his, and I, I get that. Yeah, his
1: yeah. stutter and spitting always drove me crazy. <laughs> uh, I have to be honest. I don't. I I like Dusty Rhodes. I'm not a big, like I don't go goo gaga for him. I guess I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but like, like again, that he does put. He's always had great matches with the horsemen, especially with Flair. So I give him a lot of respect because he was 700 pounds and he was (laughs) rolling all over the place. I'm 175 and I can't stand up from my chair. So uh, lots of respect there for
0: him. And I think the hard thing too is by the time more people got to see that rivalry – It was already kind of like, I don't want to say on its way out, but it had been played out for a while. So it's like you have to almost kind of do a deep dive to really kind of see the two of the two of those guys in their heyday when not that he was a skinny guy, but (laughs) Dusty wasn't as fat as he was. I mean, he was still he was still a little roly poly guy, but he was in a bit better shape.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting a text message from my wife. Um, I, I thought too...
0: from I thought from Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yeah, chiming in there.
1: So yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing with like the Ric Flair, like we said before, like the rivalry, it expanded out to his family because Dustin Rhodes got involved in that mm. in that rivalry at times too. So yeah, I I don't know. So you're thinking that that one's a better rivalry than the other one?
0: I mean, I just think t- to me it seemed more. You know, when I discovered world championship wrestling. I was getting tired of, like you said, you know, all the cartoonish elements of the WWF. It was great when I was younger, but now it's like, Oh, I'm an edgy teenager. Now I really wasn't, but (laughs) you know, but I'm sort of like, okay, this is starting to get silly wrestling clowns, wrestling, policemen, wrestling hockey guys. This is getting silly. And then you watch WCW and you see, you know, this obnoxious rich guy come out screaming at you that, you know, his shoes cost more than you make in a year. And here's Dusty Rhodes. Who's like going to, he's going to like stick up for me. Cause he's like, you know, I'm a nobody, you know, my, my dad was dirt poor, blah, 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 blah. You know, and I'm just going to beat the snot out of him. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want to see.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. No, I got gotcha. you.
0: So like, where would you, you know, you, know, you brought up uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. The Rock and, and Stone Cold. Where would you throw that rivalry in? Because that's another one that kind of... It lasted a while. They were friends. They were enemies. They were friends. They were enemies. Both guys are great on the mic. Um, maybe not well, the greatest I, in the ring, but again, well, they kind of made up for it.
1: I still... you know, I, I'm going to go back on myself here. I do think that the rock is better on the mic than any of those guys. I know I said that maybe I was lying before, but I really yeah. think he was, um, but it's a different time too. Like, you know, the time of the rock and stone cold, I mean, they were, they were, you know, you could cur- not curse, but it was like a little bit more raunchy. It was a little, it was a little different. You know?
0: was the attitude. That was the attitude yeah. area. The
1: attitude area era, I think is the best is probably the era, I, I mean that the the what's it called, the era versus the you know, the the Nitro Wars all the Monday Night Wars, I yes. thought that was like the peak of wrestling, and Absolutely. then it dropped down um, the peak of wrestling, so wrestling had a couple ups and, ups and downs you know, you had the Hogan Andre the Giant, Macho Man and then it dropped for a long time and then it came back up with Stone Cold and The Rock and um, DX uh, which is probably one of the greatest uh I'd love to do talk about DX versus the horsemen because I think those are two of the best factions ever.
0: Um Yeah that would be a great that would be a great one to compare. Absolutely. You
1: know, so <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that they were great I thought there was a lot more involved there. You had a lot more there was a lot more interaction in that one versus the other two because like I said, the one was in the studio for the most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know Hogan and, and Macho Man were during the circus era, so it it's yeah. kind of different. It's like one of it's like Bret Hart and, and Shawn Michaels. It's the other extreme.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, it absolutely is. But I think yeah that that attitude era, the Monday Night Wars, that that produced some great rivalries too as well. Uh, I think oh, what, Just...
1: what do you think about that? What's your opinion on the, the Rock and Stone Cold?
0: I mean, I think I think it's almost kind of like it kind of takes the flair and and dusty rivalry and kind of mixes it with like the Hogan and Savage. It's like because it had a little bit of everything. It's like both these guys could really work the mic Um, when they were against each other. You really felt like these guys are really against each other. Yeah. they could have decent matches exciting matches in the ring i mean i think <laughs> better wrestlers than hogan but maybe not the class of some of the other guys that we talked about so i think it's kind of like it's like a good kind of mix of taking all the best parts of the other other rivalries that we talked about and i think that's why it's it's probably just as well known
1: you just triggered something from, i think those that that rivalry was more of a show Versus is what really happened in the ring where those two other was more about the ring.
0: I, I think, yeah, I, th- I definitely think the other two were more about the ring and also, uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were more about the ring. I think theirs, like the stone cold and the rock was more, it was kind of like a total, it was like a Lex Luger. It was the total package. Like it had everything. It really did. Yeah. Um, but again it's it's different eras you know i i i don't think like i don't think a flair roads rivalry could happen in the attitude era or beyond and stone cold and the rock couldn't happen back in the day like it it's just it, i think they were the perfect rivalries at the perfect time like it it was the, uh, just perfect
1: <laughs> yeah the rock and the nation of domination was the best <laughs> but uh uh you know he, he was, you know, and Rocky Mayavia came out right on the tail end of the circus show. Because remember, mm-hmm. he came out like dressed like a Polynesian.
0: Yeah. Or,
1: you know, like those type of things. And then finally, you know, where Dusty Rhodes started that with the Bubblebee outfit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so that attitude era was, I think, Macho Man and Hogan and Flair, too, helped create that. That oh, absolutely. Attitude era because, absolutely because like i said macho man and rick flair both hogan not as much but those two were more of the the venom of the of yes. the wrestling world yes and attitude era was every it's a, a new comic book everybody's venom no <laughs> one is a good guy no one is a bad guy it was you know it's all about me dropping my showing my finger and telling someone to shove it up their ass all that yeah. stuff yeah. so you know i think all those four guys really set the stage for what happens after. I don't know who to blame for what's going on now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, that's why I think, you know, you see these guys like Ricky, like the Rock and Roll Express, and other wrestlers wrestling in these small card things, not only because no one else wants them, but I th- think they miss and people miss that the old days of the WCW of, you know, it was about, it was about, you know, the normal guy wrestling. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and and I think, you know, again, based off of some stuff that I had read and, 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 you know, kind of the way the business has changed, you know, when Flair, excuse me, like when Flair and Rhodes were wrestling and even when Hogan and Savage were wrestling, they didn't really have, these guys didn't have really people writing for them and telling them what to say and what to do. You know, Hulk Hogan created Hulk Hogan, you know, Randy mm-hmm. Savage created the macho man, you know, Th- these guys created their characters and their personas. So, you know, they're, there they were not right before they went out to an interview, you know, there wasn't somebody like handed Ric Flair a card, like here, this is what I want you to say. You know, you could tell it's totally off the cuff and it's, it's, it's just, it's so different. And I think that's the thing is, is I think people see nowadays that it's, so scripted and and it's such a state it's like a stunt show it's like going to universal studios like go to universal studios and watch the wwe stunt show i mean that's really what it is like you'll see amazing moves and you'll see them do incredibly athletic things but that's about it there's like no it's like the passion's gone
1: you know? i think we see that now with like what's going on in the world you watch those i don't know if you watch any of the wrestling that's out there mm-hmm. and, you know i catch and look it is you know because of the, the talent that's there like with the wrestling with no with no s- crowd it's just like kind of watching some guys practicing in their gym because they had no they don't have that personality you know that the other guys had
0: see and that's the difference is i think if if you had if you had in their prime a savage and a flair and you put them in a ring, you know, and this is going on, you know, we can't have an audience because there's this global pandemic. It's just the two of them in the ring. You are going to be entertained where, yeah. you know, I watch Smackdown now. And, and like you said, like, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, it's, this is the dress rehearsal. Like they're just messing around and it's boring. I Man. mean, yeah, these guys are flipping five times in the ring and that's pretty cool. I can't even dream of doing that, but eh, like there's, there's no passion.
1: They don't. Yeah, and the talking is like you know, the. It's it's all like it's bad acting. That's what it is, where these guys made it feel like it was
0: real. That's. I mean, I, and I and I think you know, especially if you take a Savage and a Flair and you put them in a match, it's like if if Savage comes out, you know, Flair's gonna come out. He's gonna be all cocky. You know, he's the world champ. This and that. And Savage starts hitting on him. Flair, one of the best things he ever did is he made it look like he he wasn't like a Hulk Hogan that was like totally invulnerable. And then even if he's getting beaten up, he'd wave the finger and he'd listen to the crowd. Flair, one of the that things that was the to best,
1: like, by the way. Don't even start knocking <laughs> that. All right, but Stay, but you know you watch staying you watch, in <laughs> lane. If <I'm> <laughs> but
0: okay, but you watch like you watch that first um not Starcade. um Oh God the um i mean no it was the starcade with uh sting sting versus Flair, and that's the thing is is um before that match rick flair you know told sting he said like look he goes at some point in the match he goes i'm gonna hit you with my chops and rick flair famous for having those devastating chops you know he, he would do the chop he'd say the woo the whole crowd says the woo and people would be in a lot of pain he told sting he goes I want you to take them like they mean nothing to you. He's like, I'm going to hit you. He goes, but just act like it's nothing. And Sting was like, are you sure, man? Like, you're the world champ. He's like, no, no, no. He goes, trust me, it's going to sell. People are going to love it because they're going to think that you're this big and vulnerable monster and I'm finally going to get mine. And And that's what's great about it. Like, that's what's so good. Like, you know, he would chop him, chop him, chop him. Sting would just stand there. He would beat his chest and Ric Flair drops to his knees and begs for mercy. And it's like, you don't see that kind of drama, and you don't see that kind of passion anymore.
1: Podcast Stampede, by the way, that's what it's called.
0: Podcast <laughs> Stampede. Oh god!
1: <laughs> it took me a while, but I got
0: it. That <laughs> <it> always happens. <laughs> if it wasn't yeah. now, three o'clock in the morning, I would have sat up and begged. Ah, Podcast oh, Stampede.
1: <laughs> you're going to be getting a text message from me, Podcast <laughs> Stampede. Add it to the podcast. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but you're right. You know, you, you it. the passion is not there and these four guys in this rivalry, they, they brought the passion to the wrestlers, yes. I mean, to the, to the fans. Um, I think Stone Cold and The Rock did and so did Bret Hart and Shawn Michael. It's more of now. And again, you know, I'll tell you, like I said, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes is a big a big peak. It drops down a little bit. Then you get um, Hogan Flair. It's kind of around the same time, maybe a little bit, a little bit later on. Wrestling drops to the floor okay and then it's picked back up at the attitude era and, NW, and nwo and all that stuff Empire like that, and
0: and all that yeah. right
1: and then as soon as as soon as everybody was a member of the nwo wrestling flatlined
0: yeah and i think you know the final nail in the coffin was you know vince mcmahon buying everything mm-hmm. but instead of keeping things separate um Just absorbing it into one, like, no, like competition is gone. There's no reason to be, there's no reason to be the best anymore. Cause you know, the attitude error was so great because those two companies would really like, that's a great rivalry right there. Cause those two companies week after week, they would just push each other. Like it would literally, I would be like, I don't know which one to watch. Cause they're same day, same time. I would flip back and forth. I would honestly flip back and forth.
1: Here's the funny part, and I know we're way off topic, but um, <laughs> you know now they have SmackDown and Raw. When they, when when Vince McMahon was buying it and buying the other the other program, and they did the thing with Shane being the owner. Yes. If they would have just kept it like that, exactly. They probably would have been okay and so, say, okay, you know what? NWO is gone. We'll keep the outsiders works change things around and like have some rivalry. Like instead of doing SmackDown, have a pay-per-view and Raw have a pay-per-view, have go back to the... I know it's all about money, but you want to be good. And this is why XFL fails because he doesn't have a, a great mind like me helping him run business. <laughs> um, all your pay-per-views, and even if it is a monthly one, it's about rivalries from each fighting each other. You know, then you really get the Ric Flair... Versus the
0: Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I I think, I mean, later on, this was a rivalry that they did. But by that time, it had gotten so absorbed up and everything. You know, you have the WCW Shane, you know, behind the scenes. Shane really buys it. And it's his, like, rebel faction now. You could have a great rivalry like The Rock versus Booker T. And, yes, that rivalry did happen down the road. But if you had it where it's sort of like you know Booker T is Shane's guy and and The Rock is Vince's guy, you know that's a great rivalry right there. You know if you had a Stone Cold against like like a Bill Goldberg or you know something like that, like when these guys like when the WCW guys still meant something because he took them, got rid of most of them, and then the ones that were left, he turned them into utter jokes that. You know, any chance of like some some great kind of rivalries or anything like that was it was shot right out the window.
1: Yeah, Perry Saturn turned into Iron Mike Sharp.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. A lot of those guys <laughs> did. Uh, what they did to Diamond Dallas Page was was absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah,
1: I, I didn't like Diamond Dallas Page. I hated him. I hated his character. I mean, he was great, mm-hmm.
0: York,
1: but I yeah. hated him. I'm like, why is this guy? Why is this manager wrestling? Um, <laughs> but. You know, they did. I mean, when he went to the WWE or whatever the hell they were going to call themselves at the time, um, they destroyed him. They just yeah. Vince McMahon destroyed a lot of wrestlers.
0: And, he did. Yeah, he did. He know. did. And he could have so, had some great rivalries right there. And even though you don't have competition anymore, it's almost like he's creating, you know, by having this sort of like rebel faction or, you know, WCW, you know, call them whatever you want you know, Shane's guys or whatever, you know, yes, it's all one big company, but it's, you know, the rich dad against like the 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 son that like wants his attention or, you know, wants he wants to take over now. It's something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Know? And that was that was the saddest match I ever watched was Ric Flair versus Sting in the last match of WCW. It was, it
0: it was a sad, very, sad, sad match. very, very sad match. Yeah.
1: So we went off the rails as far as we could. Uh, I Absolutely. think we got we got on another track and took off. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, um, you know, let us know on anchor. Cause I'm sh- on anchor and on Instagram. Cause Jay's going to probably put some stuff up there. Which Absolutely. one's your favorite rivalry? If we missed one. Um, I think we've, we've kind of both each taken one or the other. The, the I've taken the Hogan macho man. You've taken dusty and flair yes. pretty much. Right. Yes. So no. I'm right. He's wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah so but again like we said there are two great rivalries if you haven't seen any of these rivalries and you're watching this crappy wrestling that's out there now get on the onto the tube and look these guys up and watch some of these matches and you'll be like oh my god that's wrestling you know
0: i mean and and i would say also to not, not only you know watch the watch the matches watch the wrestling watch the interviews watch yes. the promos i mean i mean if you really want to be entertained i mean watch some old Dusty Rhodes or some old Ric Flair promos. Watch some old Hogan and Savage promos. I mean, you'll, 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 I think you'll see what we're talking about.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, where can they find us, Mr. J?
0: Well, you know, brother. Well, you know, mean Gene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The podcast is hanging and banging, it's slamming and jamming. No, okay. We're on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't keep it going if we get hulk hogan to do a
1: promo for us that'd be awesome that would be awesome he's looking for work i think we couldn't pay him but i mean
0: absolutely not no i'll
1: send him some slim jims
0: oh uh oh (laughs) that's well that's the thing who all right so okay okay so out of those four here we go we're not done yet (laughs) so who, who who would you want cutting promos for us rick flair dusty Rhodes, the macho man or hulk hogan
1: the three of them have to take turns, and Dusty can just like hang out and film it.
0: <laughs> there you go. I think I think I'd want Savage because he would just do something crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah. I, yeah. That's a, that's a really good one. I mean, that's a probably Savage because I think he would he, he gets to our humor where the other two think they're above everybody else.
0: Uh, yeah, they would would make it about them, but Savage would make it about God knows what, because yeah, I feel <laughs> um, bad for
1: him. I mean, I yeah. do feel bad for him. I mean, he really did have a somewhat of a shitty life. And, you know, yeah, you know, he's up in having it now with uh, Elizabeth. But I mean, they went through some weird ass times.
0: They sure did. Right? They absolutely did. But yeah, I mean, I think in the end, yeah, if we could, I'd love to have Savage cut a promo. You know? absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, if anybody out there has a great, great, can do a great macho man, we'll take it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. We'll put the casting call out there. But like I said, you could find uh, Enter the Nerd Zone. You could find us on Instagram. Uh, I post pictures about the content that we talk about. I do throw polls up there. It is a great way to get uh, in touch with us. Yes, Anchor does have that link that you can call in. But if you want, uh, DM me uh, on the Enter the Nerd Zone Instagram. I will respond. Give us an idea for a rivalry. Tell us what you think of some of the ones that we've uh, spoken about. And uh, anywhere you find this podcast, uh, Anchor, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Apple, that's where we are.
1: Yeah, find us there because we're going to be doing more rivals. Next up, I had no idea.
0: <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And so>
1: Batman <laughs> versus, I don't know um yeah so the
0: ir uh, the irs versus the wrestler irs
1: <laughs> i think i take the irs the wrestler um uh, though irs gave me some money back so i guess i i, I kind of like them a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah has Mike Rotundo done that for you no. <laughs> no uh
1: i i am reading a great rival book uh uh where is it oh it's not down here but uh, you can't see it anyway so I don't even i to show you uh there's a comic that was out the Justice League versus the Avengers. Ooh,
0: there you go. That's a good yeah. one.
1: So I, I read that. I mean I'm I'm pure um more Justice League than I am Avengers but uh that's a whole nother podcast let's get started. Absolutely so that's right. Uh, back at never mind. Uh John does it better with the uh back at the Hall of Justice. Um so just check us out on those all those things. Uh, make sure you're uh going make sure you're still shopping at your small businesses. I know it's Crazy Absolutely. World. Uh, make sure you check it out. Also check out our partners in Grind, uh Nerd and Me on the same same plat- platforms and they're also on Instagram. So make sure you check those those guys out too. And they're not our rivals. I have to re- <laughs> refrain from saying that. So um yes, they're not our rivals. They are our, our buddies. So anyway, so check us out uh jay yes sir anything else left to say
0: i think there's only one thing left to say
1: same bat time
0: same bat channel oh yeah
1: Woo! i can't do it that long <laughs> let me tell your brother <laughs> <laughs>